Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcasts. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Mike Kimber, Micro Mike, uh, online, YouTube. Also, he's part of the Lions Nation or Nations, is it Lions Nations Unite? Lions Nation Unite, correct. Lions Nation Unite uh, with Herman Moore and the crew, and he's joined us, and uh, he made the trip down, hanging out here at the K-Wings Event Center. So the Stafford theme, it's back, and it was there all of year one. Went away last year because, especially the second half when Goff and the Lions were better than the Rams last year, okay? It's kind of like 1-1. And here we are now. Well, Stafford now had what Goff did last year, this great finish to the last eight games, last half of this season, and the Lions are hosting Stafford and the Rams. And this storyline between Goff, Stafford, out of everything you heard this week, what do you like and what do you think is crazy? I think it's crazy how they keep saying that this is a Stafford revenge game. This is a Jared Goff revenge game. Stafford requested to be traded out of Detroit to a great team in the Los Angeles Rams where Jared Goff had no idea about the trade. It was at midnight. He's going from a great team to a team that's one of the worst in football. The media destroyed Jared Goff, said this guy's a window licker and eats crayons, that he's the worst quarterback to ever exist. He comes to Detroit. He takes on the, the persona of Detroit, steps in there, and does a phenomenal job, wins the MC North for the first time ever, hosting a playoff game at Ford Field, and this is supposed to be a Stafford revenge game. No. And I love what you're saying because I'm feeling this right now on a Thursday the week of the game, Sunday night Rams at the Lions, that this is more about revisiting what Stafford meant to Detroit, where it's kind of a slap in the face to Goff. And like I mentioned what he's done since the second half of last year through this season, and I talk about the great moments. Did Stafford ever drop a V game like at Kansas City? Did Stafford ever drop a win where you're like, oh, my God. I think one time he did regular season Cowboys. He had a monster game. Remember, he threw for like 380, right? And they won a regular season game against a good Cowboys team that we didn't see coming. Never won a playoff game. And and I understand this, uh, that it's business. But he has to leave. He has to leave, which in turn, Stafford leaving turned out to be the best thing ever for the Detroit Lions. The greatest thing ever. We turn around, we got a quarterback who's very good, Jared Goff, right now. Just as good as Stafford right now, if not better. Better right now. He's got more touchdowns. He's got more passing yards. His QBR is better. His quarterback rating is better. He's only got one more interception more than Matthew Stafford, 12 to 11. Just tells you what Jared Goff has done here in Detroit is very, very solid and sound. And everyone keeps saying, well, this is Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit. No, this is Jared Goff defending Detroit winning a first playoff game in 30 years so like you were saying earlier with fans wearing Stafford jerseys and cheer on Stafford he is the enemy he is coming here trying to defeat our Detroit Lions Jared Goff has represented the city 100% he's took on all the BS that was given out through the media and the fans and all he done is risen and win win big game after big game Kansas City wins the big game throws the pass last year throws it to DJ Chark for the first down to win the game at Green Bay 
Played well at Tampa. Played great at Tampa. Hard team to play against. Played well on the last drive from the Dallas game. Should have won the game when Taylor Decker did report. He's done a lot of this in just three years' time that he's been a Detroit Lion. It's amazing what he's done, and the lack of recognition that he's yet is kind of it's disturbing a little bit. That's why I believe Sunday night uh, inside Ford Field, which has been fantastic the last two seasons. I've been the what you know seven eight of the games. That that noise barometer for Goff versus Stafford, it better be crickets for Stafford and a thunderous, intimidating roar that rattles Stafford on Sunday, or I'll be embarrassed for the Lions Nation. Absolutely. It should be extremely loud and appreciative to Jared Goff in the, when this team takes the field. And it should be booing and screaming when Stafford gets there. They should do a highlight, they should do a highlight reel on the Big Tron at Ford Field. If they field. do a tribute video to him at any time in that pregame, I swear to God, I don't know if I'll be back to Ford Field. Tribute video of pick sixes. Let's do that one. All his pick sixes that he's ever well, what done. What Stafford's moment? Okay, I, I mentioned that uh, well, the one Cowboy regular season game, and he had a great game. It was on the road. What what are the highlight moments for Matt Stafford as a Lions QB? I think the biggest highlight is him jumping over the line when he beat Dallas at home, and he scored that touchdown with him jump over the line. That's that that in the Cleveland game where he hurt his shoulder, and then he was mic'd year. up, right? Yeah, he was mic'd up. Correct. Okay, so uh, hello, and then then he asked to be traded. He asked to be traded. He goes to the good team. He. Could have went to another team like the Carolina Panthers, but the Lions did him a favor, setting him to a very good team, ultimately winning a Super Bowl. So what is their complaint about Matthew Stafford? He got everything that he wanted. He got the ring. He got the good team. He got the luxury. He can be on Little Caesars Pizza commercials over there in L.A. How come they're not using? How come they're using Stafford and not Goff for Little Caesars commercials? Because the narrative is, if you're a Detroit quarterback, they don't like you. I mean, we know this, right? Stafford here, well, he was I'm, hated, right? And then well, he goes to LA. I'm just making a point that you there just you brought go. up, and I thought about it. How come that's not go- Little Caesars? Is you can see the Little Caesars headquarters right down the street from yeah. Ford Field. This is the media. They have portrayed this guy to be something he's not. Matter of fact, he should be in the Pro Bowl. Jared Goff should be. He's got better numbers, but he is. Amon Ross St. Brown should be getting he a lot of advertisement. not getting – and Jameer Gibbs, you can make the argument. Even though, he, you know, pro football focus, they went with Bijan. I thought he was the best rookie running back, that Laporte is the best rookie tight end, and we'll get the Laporte injury, which Dan Campbell said he'll find out more tomorrow, which I don't think that's good news, but, you know, and J-Mo will have to step up. But uh, these rookies, the, the impact, even J-Mo to a point, and, and it's a, a mild impact, nothing compared to Jameer and uh, Laporta or, or Jack Campbell, who was all rookie team pro football focus with Branch, right? We just keep going down the list of what rookies have done to help this team uh, finish 12 and 5. And they weathered a ton of injuries, especially on the lines, uh, a defensive line that underachieved outside of Aiden Hutchinson, linebacking crew that Campbell's awesome against the run, still has to get better uh, against the pass. I don't know if that's shedding 10 pounds, getting a little bit quicker. They'll figure it out. It's the NFL. And a secondary that's been patchwork uh, all season long, and yet they're 12-5, and and they're hosting the Rams on Sunday night. Years. What have you heard, Huge, about Detroit? We can draft players, but they don't develop. What happens now? We draft players, and they develop to be key. Not developed. They're like they're ready to go. They're ready to go out of college. 
all pro, right? He, he's just a fantastic tight end. Jameer Gibbs, I, I agree with you. He's probably the best rookie running back here. Jack Campbell, he just had one of his best games ever defeating the Minnesota Vikings. Brian Branch, Mr. Pick himself. You can even continue to go down from last year. James Houston, sixth-round pick. He ended up getting eight and a half sacks last year. So the development of these young players and what this franchise has done from Brad Holmes drafting them and for Dan Campbell and his coaching staff to develop them has made this team into a great team. And we still don't get the respect that other good teams get. How many times have we heard, are you the same as Dallas? Are you the same as Philadelphia? Are you in the same level as those teams? Yeah, we're not only in the same level, we're better than those teams, in my opinion. We should have won in Dallas, and right now Philadelphia's lost five out of six. This team's a good team, and they need to prove it on Sunday. Beat Matthew Stafford at home in front of the whole world on Sunday Night Football to show it. Yeah, you can do the coulda, woulda, shouldas, because the Niners might have played their starters and played to win that game against the Rams, which ironically then, if you look at the impact of that call on how it ended up possibly bringing Stafford to Detroit, how it played out with the Eagles losing and the Cowboys would have been different, I think, in the final week. But the Lions technically would have been the overall number one seed with two games at Ford Field to go to Vegas. Are you kidding me? It's insane. It's insane. That we close. came close to it. That close to it. That close. And then now I love the narrative. People are like, well, the Lions tried deception. They were running three guys at the official. Well, the official uh, went and told them who was eligible. I think he got the number wrong. He heard uh, eligible, looked at Skipper, and went and told the defense that number, not Taylor Decker's number, and that the Lions were trying to be deceptive, which is a crock. Yeah, it's absolutely a crock, and the NFL always tries to blame the Detroit Lions. They come out with their video and explaining it that it was due to deception. No, the deception is the lack of integrity from the referee's inability to get calls correctly, and it seems to be on a consistent basis against teams such as the Detroit Lions that are generally unpopular compared to other franchises is like the Dallas Cowboys. The idea that we were deceived, of course they're trying to deceive the defense. That's the whole point when you're playing football. The defense tries to deceive the offense when they're doing sort of blitzes. The offense tries to get players in positions to succeed, i.e. getting Taylor Decker open for that extra point, the two-point conversion. That's the whole point of football. So deception is part of the game. So this idea that we're trying to deceive now the referees is just, it's inexcusable considering the fact that Taylor Decker walked up to him spoke to him, and did his chest. It's unbelievable. But you, you did see on the video, the three guys were walking over there, and, and after the fact, the NFL and some of the NFL cronies alluding that they, deception was there. The easiest way to me uh, on this tackle eligible, kind of a, a, little, a little steal from soccer, that one of those side judges would have uh, – would be able to grab a big board that would come up and that just like when they say subs are coming in for soccer, right? Four for 23, it would say uh, 78. It would be an eligible sign, right? Correct. That It's held up. Everybody sees it. Posing coaches see it. Uh, upstairs sees it. Everybody sees it. It's announced by the official who then looks at the sign standing over there says number... 70 is eligible 
everybody knows, and you mm-hmm. can't make the call. I, I still go back to that, and I know it's kind of harping on it, how they never huddled. They never, the officials never huddled and said, hey, did we get this right? Because you, you, the Lions could have, could you imagine, Michael, they would have had to buy, and they'd have two games at home to go to Vegas in the Super Bowl. Two games. That would have been everyone comes to Detroit. The odds of winning at home is always higher. The crowd would be nuts, and the Lions potentially could be on their way to the Super Bowl. Now they got to take what happened to them and use it as fuel, controlled fury. Yeah, but the, the controlled fury and fuel, Mike. And by the way, Mike Kimber, uh, Micro Mike on YouTube. Uh, Mike is also part of Lions Nation Unite uh, with Herman Moore. Uh, search for that YouTube online. Now the reality is Stafford and the Rams ton of talent probably through the cowboys who should take care of business against the packers and through san francisco again we don't know their health at qb uh but that that's a gauntlet but if you look at the lions the one thing i will say nobody played the cowboys as tough as the lions did the road outside of baltimore and the one chicago game has been really friendly to the lions i think they do well because they get in the bunker right mm-hmm so their path is there, and it would even make it more incredible with the adversity if they went through the Rams, Cowboys, and Niners to get to the Super Bowl, which I think will be Baltimore or Buffalo on the AFC side. Look, just like a great philosopher Ric Flair once said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And if you want to get to the top, you got to beat these guys. Now, look, I look at matchups when I look at teams. And what I see for the Detroit Lions, obviously they match up well, Dallas Cowboys. We should have beaten them. We match up well with San Francisco as well. We're really good at stopping the run. And right now we're ranked two in the NFL. And you got, obviously their great running game. If you can stop the running game, it forces Brock Purdy to consistently throw the football, and he has made mistakes. Now, they're a great team, but that is matchups that we have to look at going forward in this playoffs here. The matchup with the Rams, you got the Detroit Lions' ability to rush the passer. You're talking about the blitz. We got a blitz Matthew Stafford statue quarterback. He's got a, every – I'm talking unleash it. They did yes. it on Wilson. They never let him get comfortable. 100%. After he completed that first pass of the game, right, uh, he never got comfortable. They have to do that. I worry that Glenn and Campbell will get conservative and they'll do the bend but not break and they're not good enough on the back side to do that i don't think they're going to do that i I honestly think that they're going to be an aggressive defense in this game if you've seen what we've done with the futu malfanwu he's very good at rushing the passer very fast i think what you've seen through the last couple of weeks is the lions defense is giving up a lot of pass yards but they're banking on the idea that you got four players in iffy cj gardner johnson brian branch and kirby joseph who has the ability to get interceptions so if we're going to you're going to pass the football okay you're going to get your yards but we're going to get a couple turnovers and we're going to get back to this offense and we're going to stay ahead of you the whole game. And that's what we've done with the Vikings. I think that's what the, the, the game plan is here. And they so. did it with Denver and it was yep. perfect. I was there uh, at about the 40-yard line on the lower level. That's the game plan they need. Stafford is not mobile. That is the path to victory for the Lions. Mike Kimber, Micro Mike on YouTube, part of Lions Nation Unite with Herman Moore, the former Lion. Uh, look for that on all the social outlets YouTube and online.